Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, uh, wherever you are in the world listening to this right now, whatever time it is, welcome. My name is Jeremy Hecht. Zachy the Great here. This is Inspire the Great. Welcome, welcome. And, you know, if you guys are just tapping in for the first time, we have another episode you guys can check out before this called Surrender. Uh, if this is your first time listening, though, our goal is to help you elevate your mind, hopefully inspire you, spark a conversation, and get some thoughts out there into the world. Um, how are you feeling, first of all, bro? Crazy. Amazing, man. Amazing. With, with everything going on, um, definitely grateful to be alive, healthy, family, good, everything. So uh, that's definitely a great start every single day. How about you? How do you feel? Yeah, same here. I think it's getting a little bit more normalized with um, the daily routine of being at home and seeing everything going on in the world. Like you said, I'm just grateful that I'm not struggling uh, in any way financially, health-wise. I know there's a lot of people out there, so I just want to quickly give a shout out to all the, you know, the health workers, the people delivering food on Postmates, the, the coffee stores, the grocery store workers, anybody, if you're, if you're out there working, we, we salute you because it's a tough time. Yes, we appreciate you all. And we definitely pray for you guys every day. Man. Um, and so I, I feel like we, we were talking before this, I think one thing um, that we both find interesting that hopefully can spark some sort of conversation for those listening is the uh the difference between good and evil the thin line mm. and whether or not people are in fact one or the other or are we all right. neutral beings and based on the decisions we make we fall in line with one or the other so i don't know do you think first off that people are inherently good inherently bad or are we more neutral um this is definitely a good question, um, and it's deeper than just the context and the labels. Um, we are definitely all neutral to a certain extent when we are born. Like, there's no bad intentions or evilness or anything that comes when you're born. But as you grow up and the beliefs and the surroundings and the environments and everything that you pick up around you, kind of creates the decisions and how you go about life. But also to say, who are the ones that are labeling you good or bad? Mm. So right now, if I contacted you, which I did, and I said, hey, let's do the podcast, and you said no, would you be bad? Would you be evil? You know what I mean? Someone could take that as bad or evil just because you didn't want to do it at the moment. That doesn't make you bad or evil. You have other plans and other situations way before I came into the picture. Mm. So a lot of times people um, jump to conclusions and they don't really take a step back and look from a different point of view, look from a different perspective as to why the person did what they did or anything. And of course, understandably, in the moment when you're heated or something goes wrong or something doesn't go your way, you're not going to think about the other person and why they made that decision. But I think if they did, people would understand a little bit more that everything isn't personal. Mm. Everything isn't evil. Everything isn't to kill you or to make you look bad or anything. Certain times it is certain intentions might not be right, but also we got to understand are the people that are doing the things evil or are the people putting the labels on them as evil? It, it's funny. Cause I think that, I mean, there's so many, there's so many 
points there to go off of. But the, the one thing I think is, is really interesting is um, the fact that we often take things a lot more personal than they may be uh, in terms of action. So like if somebody does something that I find terrible or that hurts my feelings um, or that sets me off my course, a lot of the times we take it as they're out to get me. They're out. The world is out to get me. That person was trying to hurt me. And maybe they were. I mean, there are cases where they were. But I think a lot of the times if you if you dive a little deeper and you look into why they made that decision, it's often it has more to do with them than us. So, for example, like if somebody says writes like a negative comment, let's say, or says something, right. you know, hurtful to you in, in real life, uh, a lot of the times they're probably crying out for attention or they're right. going through some shit in their lives that they have no other way to express. Like the one, the one thing I think about a lot is, especially in this time. So in this time, we just thanked all the people out there at grocery stores, all the, you know, the drivers, all the people at coffee shops, whatever. Um, right. At this time, especially if somebody were to go out of their way and be mean to those people or be rude to those people, you'd think like, wow, what a dick. Yes. Right. Yes. I agree. They are probably a dick. But on the other hand, yeah. it's probably the easiest person for them to take out their anger on. And that's not right. right. I'm not I'm not defending that. I'm just saying, if you look at why they're doing it, it's probably like, okay, this is a, an interaction I have that I'm not going to see this person again. I don't take it out on my coworker. I don't take it on my family. I'm just letting go of this energy. But it's a tough balance between, okay, when when should I actually be hurt and when should I respond to that negativity versus me just like, okay, I understand where they're coming from. Right. Um, no, nah, it's definitely um it's definitely a good topic to talk about because it happens in our daily lives every single day. Um, we both have pretty successful brands, I would say, and the amount of DMs and comments we get, like especially on my page. If I could show you how many comments I delete per week, like it's ridiculous because I'm not giving my energy to you, right? Um, if it's really bad and like they need a prayer, like I'll go out of my way and say, may peace be upon you. Yeah, I'll, for real. I'll, right. I'll send them a prayer. I'll send them a good vibe. But more than that, if it's something that can start a whole war in my comment section, like some people saying God doesn't exist like that's a whole nother situation. So I try not to get into that too much and I try not to take it personal. And that's where we need to step back and not take everything so personal. Like you said, um, it's both ways. You said um, when someone does something, they're crying for help. Not everyone sees it that way, but when, when we do see it that way is when everybody comes together and tries to help each other out when everyone is crying out for help themselves and it's like every man for themselves, that's when it gets a lot worse. Because now if I do something to you, you're going to do something to someone mm. else and it's just going to continue to everybody's killing themselves. It's a chain so, reaction. Right. And I say that to say in the same sentence, we don't know what somebody else is going to. Exactly why even when me and you got on the phone right now, the first thing we ask is help. Because before anything else, we don't know if your parents are still alive. We don't know if my parents woke up this morning. We don't know how our kids or our families or cousins, anybody's doing, right? So the first thing we do is see how the person is and what state they're in. So um, now we step outside and 
I'll speak for myself, and this is me being truly honest, right? As a person who is very, very respectful and puts on nothing but positive energy, I don't expect it, but I also know that it's hard to say. Like, I I don't like people bothering me for no reason because I don't like that. Even through school and everything, I was the one that helped people that were being bullied and bothered for no reason. I just never liked that type of stuff. So if you're in the middle of the road and you slap someone or you prank someone and something comes up and, and you get a you get a reaction or a consequence, you don't know what that other person is going through. So let people live, man. You it, To you, it might be a joke. But to that person, it might be the last straw. It might be the breaking point. That person wanted to kill themselves. Yeah. And there's situations yeah, where that actually happens. Like I've I, I've heard so many stories of those like little interactions being like the right. thing that either sent them over the edge or saved them. Like you never know those little holding the door for somebody. How's it going? And it, I mean, it's different now with with all the social distancing. So you have less of those the chances of those interactions. But whenever anything calms down, like I really do try to at least put my best foot forward um, with those little interactions because you never know. Um, the other thing is like that you talked about with with not understanding where people come from and, and what they're going through and what's going on in their lives a lot of the time is it almost you, you almost don't think about it until you're going through something. And when you're going through something, whether it's something small or something big, it's hard to go through your day to day life. It's hard to do the, the tasks that you normally do. And when you think about it, there's people who are dealing with that shit like, you know, tenfold on the day and have to go through their day um like that that that's always something that makes me check my privilege where it's like i have the ability to worry about these bigger topics or these issues that are beyond me but if i was to the point where i have to worry about that next meal i have to worry about feeding my family that next bill whatever it is it kind of takes you out of the ability to even think bigger than yourself no 100 percent, man and also takes all the energy that you need to get the next move done because once you don't have food in your stomach and once your 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 mind goes hungry and everything, like you can't process the way that you're supposed to as a human being. So um it's it's definitely a reminder to all of us and let's go back to control and everything and this coronavirus. It's a reminder of how much we truly have. Mm-hmm. Waking up every day under a roof with lights, heat food, family, like there's so many things that we just wake up and we think is normal. Till normal changes for a split second and you understand that nothing is really normal. Yeah, and you can get used to things that are are not normal. Like, and we were even talking about this beforehand with like, you mentioned the G. Erbo interview where he was talking about how, you know, I asked him about trauma and how he deals with he lost 50 which was an amazing question because like we need to get that point of view from him and if we don't ask we don't understand what he went through or what he can really tell us that you know can really help us so that was an amazing question on you guys's behalf on your behalf thank you but yeah yeah i know and and so it's like it was like okay how do you deal with losing 50 close people to you um and he said, basically, he normalizes it. He normalizes loss. He normalizes pain, hurt. You become numb to it. And uh, and it's interesting in a time like this where, 
we're going to start seeing things as normal that that aren't normal and and i don't know what the perspective is like should we keep in the back of our mind that this isn't normal should we try to create routines like i, I don't know necessarily how to deal with it on a personal level even let alone the global side of things right um and like as human beings we are meant to adapt mm -hmm. we might be in america right now but if somehow you get stranded in an island like all your normal or what you thought was normal goes out the window. And we have a survival aspect to us that just comes and really tries to help everything, right? And even sometimes, a lot of times people might play, their mind plays games with them because it's not meant to help you a lot of times. Your mind has been there for so long that all it knows is survival. Mm. It's not meant to be like, oh, this and this and this and this is how you get to the next level your mind only tells you everything to dodge and every worst aspect that can happen yeah to prepare again, you yeah, yeah, yeah right once again that's why we take things out of context and that's the reason going back to why we take everything so personal because your mind is always telling you yo how does that person have the audacity what do you need to do so you don't be the one that looks like a buffoon that is getting played that is getting harmed all that stuff so that's where we need to control the mind and we got to understand everything that we are going through or will go through we can adapt yeah and it's, and the, it's crazy how much we can adapt like like right. that's something to keep in mind that what doesn't seem normal like right now uh we're going to feel like is normal in, in 10 days and 20 days and, and two years from now. So it's like trusting ourselves almost to be able to figure things out is something that we need to keep in mind. Right. And to ask you a question, like to bring up what I brought up earlier, just a simple, um, a simple example as like me asking you to do this podcast. Um, if you said no, would who would be at fault like who who you know what i mean like who um if you say no do i have the the the, the what am i trying to say do i have the right, the right there yeah. you go. do i have the right to be angry or to feel like you're good or bad because some people might doing it might be doing it for something better or to improve themselves or might be it, it might be an advantage for them at the moment right like if I have a couple of things on the table and you come ask me for a podcast at a time where it doesn't align, it doesn't mean that I hate you or that I hate the idea. It's just, it's not an alignment at the moment. Yeah. But I, it goes back to people taking everything out of context. So who's at fault? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think anyone's at fault. I think like for me, the way I treat things is like, if it makes sense at the time, then great. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. But I don't think it would be a personal thing on on either side like you asked me and it happened to work out this time we had time it made sense we had talked our energies aligned we were on the same page right. i'm like okay let's go but earlier time maybe i would have been too busy maybe you would have been too busy but um the thing is you have the right to feel however you want to feel based on my decision right. I, I don't think there's a right or wrong like if you if you asked me and i said no and you were upset like you have the right to be upset. Same thing you were talking about. If somebody pranked you on the street, in the middle of the street and you get pissed and you throw a punch or you get pissed and you call yeah, them a name, right. it's like that is your right to feel because you don't, you don't get to choose how people respond to your actions. There's right. going to be a consequence. It could be positive. It could be negative. But you don't have that choice. All you can do is react to their response. But 
I, I think a lot of the times we, we jump too quickly to, like, we, we act, somebody doesn't respond in the way that we would have, and so we get right. mad. Right. Um, and then the next thing is, is it pop- possible to gain true power and um, not be corrupt? That's a really good question. This is one I've been thinking about, and, I, and I, th- I think about it more and more, and my answer, whereas at one point I would lean more towards yes, I think at this point I'm leaning more towards no as a majority, not like it's, it's I'm not, I, I don't think it's impossible, but I look at examples in real life of people who had really, really good intention and started off something with a passion, started off something wanting to help the world. Like, even if you look at, like, someone like, let's go with the high, the highest wealth. Like, let's go Jeff Bezos, right? I'm sure he started Amazon with the greatest intention. Like, I'm sure he wanted to uh, help the world or create something amazing, right. create something convenient to help people. And right. he did that, right? And And along the way, I'm not saying he's a good or a bad person like we talked about. He's made a bunch of decisions. But along the way, maybe he loses sight of that initial intention. And I was talking with my girl about this the other day. And, and she was talking about how you can. it's easy to see, see things from a numbers perspective when you're so high up, right? So when you're someone like him who has ultimate power, ultimate wealth, when you're looking down on your employees or you're looking down on the people who are doing things on the ground, to you, they're just a number. Oh, 10,000 people, if we, if we cut their health care, if we, if we don't give them the extra $3 an hour, saves us this much money, it's not a big deal. It's just 10,000 out of the million people we have employed. So I don't know. From my, from my perspective, I think the system a lot of the time and the, the, the fame and the wealth can get to us and get us off track from what we initially started and why you started it. Right. No, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, it's definitely a lot harder to, like you said, to see things from a higher point of view. Where, like, even for example, like I work in the oil industry and the people who are in the offices that make the decisions don't understand what's happening in the field. Mm. They're not the ones working in the field. So when the numbers are low, as like uh, the workers, they'll say, oh, you guys can finish the work. No, we can't. And how would you know that if you haven't been here? Like if it takes 10 people to do the job and we have eight people now, we got to go extra hard and actually put ourselves in harm's way of getting hurt and not seeing our families. And, you know, yeah. um, something happened where we can't feed our family and everything. But to them, it's numbers. To them, it's, oh, it's just two people missing. What is that? You guys can finish it. But that two people is a lot of work as it is. So it's harder to see it when you're at a higher point and you're not fully there with the people feeling and seeing and really uh, knowing what's exactly happening. And definitely, like you said, when you start off, we all start off with clear, positive and pure intentions. As we go and as it gets more successful and as it gets more power, more reach, more everything Things can change, but also there are ways that you can still remain the same. Mm-hmm. There are ways that you can bring yourself back to humanity and humble yourself and everything. Or like we always speak about the universe will. Yeah, they'll, it'll humble you. And, and that's why I think I personally believe that one way or another, there is no running from the things you do. Like 
I know, I know it, it's easy to look at people and be like, they have it all, or even like they have no consequences to what they've done. But I think it comes around whether it's unhappiness, people around you uh, being unhappy, losing things. Like, I think it comes around. I truly believe, whether you call it karma or whatever, I truly believe in the end, there's no way to be a shitty person and have it all. Right. And, and who's to say it hasn't come? We don't have to see it all the time for it to come. Yeah. Like the, the greatest pain and the greatest war is in your head. So if a person can't sleep at night, can't live with their, their actions and their, you know, and the things that they've done, that in itself is the greatest karma coming back to them. But just because you don't see it or they don't put it out or they don't get embarrassed in front of everyone doesn't mean that they're not going through it. Yeah. Even like pe- people seeing death or people like, um, people that kill people like they can't sleep man that shit wears you out 24 7 there's no way you can forgive yourself so the greatest war is in the head and just because we don't see it doesn't mean that nobody gets what they deserve back to them you know um yeah that's where it goes back to like why does everyone believe or think that they have control of when it should come back like what i mean by that is now with social media people have more choices to do things right yeah instead of letting people um instead of letting karma and the universe handle it you see people so negative in other people's comments but all it's doing is creating negativity to the other person reading it 99 percent of the time that person you're putting it under might not even read it but you're just creating an energy in that comment session that everybody is going to feed off of yeah you don't feel that's the thing. I don't think you feel better. Like anytime that I've taken something out on somebody or, or done something that I'm not okay with to make me feel better in the moment or put somebody else down and try to push myself up. It like, it feels worse. Even if you gain something from it, even if you get ahead, like you just, you, you, it feels a lot worse. And I think if you do that on such a high scale, continually breaking down your moral code, even if, you're successful i just don't think it feels right i think like i i don't know i don't know because i haven't been there i just i can only imagine yeah this is amazing because later on we're going to be speaking on um peaky blinders and also uh ozark and those two shows exactly speak on and show what that does to people what control, power, money, greed does to people. And if you don't adjust yourself or if you don't humble yourself or bring yourself back to your core beliefs and values, then that's how you lose sight of yourself. And even prime example is the Peaky Blinders, which we'll speak on. Like like I said, the greatest war is in your yeah. head. Like nobody sees he, he's tough. He's, he's confident. He's always telling people what to do. He's always calming everything down. But as soon as he's not around people, the greatest war is in his head where he wants to kill himself. Yep. Like they, they, every other night he had a gun to his head thinking about taking himself off. Yep. So just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, same thing Same thing with Ozark's uh, uh, characters. It's like, it's tough. You can't, you can't run from yourself. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so we, we have this segment, um, if you didn't tune into the last one, where it's called Serious or Not. So, you know, we bring up a topic and we decide whether or not the reaction in the world is, is serious, whether the topic is we should be taking it seriously or not. Um, and so I think, what, what do we have 
for, for the first one on this. Uh, we have coronavirus updates. So as we all know, um, it's definitely serious. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, this is definitely not a joke. And as we're both looking at the numbers right now, uh, total numbers is 723,000 people total. Um, recovered is 151,000 and deaths is at 34,000. Even though the numbers are amazing, right? And they are 151 recovered and everything. And um, it's still scary because 34,000 is a lot, man. And we don't know how accurate it is. Even more so, we don't know how deadly it is. Yeah, it's it's it. I th- and I think the numbers are very very skewed. Like especially like living in California right now, uh, yeah. they, they'll tell you like how serious it, it seems to be here because of the amount of people. But what I'll say is personally, nobody has a clue. I, there's nobody. Right. I haven't been reached out about testing at all. There's no information on where to get tested, how to get tested, and. The fact that most people are scared to even go to the hospital to get tested because they're scared of contracting it means that we have yeah. thousands, if not tens of thousands of people who are actually have already contracted the disease, have already spread it. The symptoms haven't shown on, on this new wave. And then the death total is like doubling per day. Like there's like 500 deaths the other day. Like it, it, it's getting like when we say serious or not, like it's it. It's really, and, and I think the projections are, are way off. Like, I think that the amount of people who have it is high, the amount of people who are going to die from it is higher, and the time it's going to take to recover, like, I think we're looking at multiple months. Right. And if not a the year. Crazy thing about, right, the crazy thing about you were saying is the scariest part is we don't know how many people have it because symptoms don't show anywhere from 3 to 27 days. And people are in fear of going to public places, getting tested. And even more so, there isn't enough tests going around where, like, they're, they're choosing who to put on the hospital beds and who to let in and who to kick out. Like, it's definitely, it's definitely an eye-opener because now, instead of worrying about careers and this and that and money and where you want to be, you have an understanding of freedom and health a little bit more yeah right um it's crazy because when you take something away from people is when they want it the most when outside was available nobody was outside netflix was booming nobody wanted to be nowhere nobody wanted to be by the waters and by the oceans and everything but now that it's closed off everyone wants to go outside and now it's affecting them to another level so let's take the positive side of it i really think when we do come out of it because we will well we're gonna stay in faith not in fear i really believe we're gonna respect the earth to another level bro the earth is thriving with without us right now things, <laughs> things... have you seen have you seen the italy waters yeah they bro, just came back as oh my lord like this is what really was needed for the world to calm down and for the world to not destroy the world any global warming plan proposed by a by a politician didn't have shit on the virus because like it's greener the oceans are thriving animal species that were just like nowhere to be found are now just roaming the world freely right right now imagine this is within what a month or two imagine if this takes a couple more months imagine how much more cleaner 
skills. So this is to really show you we need to respect ourselves. Uh, we need to know that the things that we are destroying are the things that will destroy us. Yep. Like how are we not understanding that if you go plant bombs in front of your house, it's get, definitely going to touch your health. Like it's, it's, and, this is crazy. And you, you said, uh, you, you mentioned already this episode, but, but last time we were talking about, you know, like the, the war in your own mind and uh, how serious do you think it is in terms of people being alone with their thoughts, being isolated, uh, like that whole thing? How serious is that going to be? It's, it's definitely serious because there's only so much TV shows and and so much Instagram lives and TikToks that you can really watch before you go crazy. So we got to find a common ground where you can really tap into your mind and understand where all this is coming from, where you can turn everything off and turn on your inner self and try to understand yourself more. And the more we run away from it, is the, the the stronger it gets. Yeah. So when you plan something and you tell yourself something to do tomorrow or next week and it doesn't get done, every time that it doesn't get done, your subconscious mind reminds you of every single time that you were supposed to do it and you never did. So every time you run away from something that you were going to do, whether it's simple things as, as going to the gym or writing something down, the next time you want to do it, it's going to be a lot harder to do it because it reminds you of every reason as to why you're not worth it. Yeah. So this is the perfect time, man, just to take five to 10 minutes a day, just to breathe a little bit, just sit somewhere quietly without anything and just tap into your inner and understand everything you have is within you. Yeah. And, and outer that you need. And it's also, I think like, it's one of those balances. Like I personally struggle with this sometimes of like always kind of wanting the next thing, always moving, always trying to get a goal, always trying to get success. And like, I think this, I'm trying my best at least. I'm, I haven't been good at it. I've still been like trying to, I've, I've been working like still eight hour days or whatever, but I'm really trying to take this as a time to like sit back a bit and realize that it's okay to be still. It's okay to sit down. It's okay to, to you know, indulge in a TV show and not feel guilty and take a, a, a not a full day of work. So I think it's kind of finding that balance of using certain time for yourself, whether it's, you know, working on a side project, working on a hustle, uh, building a business, whatever it is, something creative every day for yourself, but also giving yourself time to be like, it's okay. The whole world is slowing down. It's okay for you to be a, a bit stiller. Right. Even me too. Um, like I just finished on Friday, I finished for everybody listening. Um, I finished 21 days of straight work, 10 hours a day, 210 hours straight, no days off. In the field too. In in the field too. So um, away from my family, friends, everything, my kids. I came back Friday night and I just told myself, yo, relax this weekend. Mm. Don't, like I always try to post six to seven days straight. So in the midst of that, I post three times a day, every single day for six to seven days a week. So I told myself this weekend, have the time to breathe, be with, I'm with the parents right now, taking care of them, you know, um, getting them whatever they need and everything. So I told myself, since I'm around the family and I can't fly back to Seattle, this time, take time for yourself, watch shows, relax with the family, eat food, have conversations. Cause those are things that we also take for granted. Our parents, if you do have your parents around, they're not going to be around forever. 
and those little conversations they have and those little annoying things that you think are annoying right now is the same things that will make you cry later on especially because now we're, we're all going to be parents sooner than later we're all going to be adults and and fully grown and everything and the things that they used to say is the things that are going to start hitting you more even though you might have not understood then and you'll be like what are you talking about yeah come, come, come to find out those are exactly the things that you will go through so if your parents are still here if if everyone in your family is still healthy just take the time and like you said find that balance that you don't need to think that you need to work 24 7 because even for me to um be completely honest i find it hard not to work mm-hmm. me too yeah, like I push myself to the next level. And that's because of where I'm from and my background and everything. I just try not to take things for granted. Like simple thing, like let's talk about this. And nobody really talks about this. Do you know how much power Wi-Fi gives us? Crazy. It's everywhere. It's in every, you can go to McDonald's, Starbucks, wherever it is, Tim Hortons in Canada, you can go anywhere there's a Wi-Fi and you can do just about anything. You can tap in with anybody. Like even for you right now, you're in LA. I'm in Canada. Yeah. Edmonton, Alberta to be exact. And we're having this conversation. Now this conversation is going to reach everywhere in the world as I've shown you, as everybody's seen. Anywhere from Canada to UK to Australia to South Africa to China, anywhere in the world this conversation is going to reach all because of the power of wi-fi and internet why are we not taking that to our full advantage why is it that it's so easy to post other people's success and other people's stuff but it's so much harder to post your own yeah it's yeah it's it's the little things and like like you said even like on a personal level i feel like i I take not only the ability to to work in a space that has internet and allows me to work from home for granted but i take you know little things for granted like the fact that I have somebody to spend time with, you know, that I love out here, my family, uh, the fact, like you said, like that you have people to check on you. Like my mom called me twice the other day and I was like, is everything okay? She's like, I was just checking in on you because I didn't, her text didn't send. But like the fact that I have people who care about me and that they're still here and that everybody around me is healthy, like that's not something to take for granted. So even I'm, I'm learning, like as we were talking, I'm like, I need to be more aware of that on a day to day. You know, I have a question that I just, it just really hit me right now, right? With us being so, um, all we've ever known is a nine to five. All we've ever known is a work structure, right? Mm-hmm. Let this sink in for a second. Do you think without a work structure, people don't know how to work? Interesting. It's like, yeah. would, the, like, would society be a productive society if we didn't have time, if we didn't right. have like a nine to five? Right, like a structure behind it, because you know you clock in at nine o'clock and you leave at five, and there's work that has to be done mm. in between. And you have supervisors and everything, but now that we have a full twenty-four where everyone's not working, how do you break that full twenty-four down when there's no one watching you, when there's no nine to five, when there's no so? Is it difficult to work on your behalf, whereas all we're used to is working for somebody else? It's, I think it's tough. Like, I honestly think people, I don't know where I stand in terms of like government intervention and, and like in terms of law and, and how much we should be watched and how much they should tell, dictate our lives. But I, I will say, I think if there was no work hours, I think it would be difficult. Like, I think people have a tough time if you look at like 
people starting something you know from firsthand you you built a brand like even when i'm when i was building my interview brand and and reaching out to people and doing that on the side it takes a lot of discipline it takes a lot of time for yourself carving out hours late at night in the morning to even get that started not a lot of people have that discipline in the first place to do something else but to to even do the, the the thing that they're doing um but i i think what actually could be the most successful is if we we know what it's like to work a nine to five, five days a week, right? We know we know the structure of society. I think knowing that, being able to appreciate what a three-day weekend is or a holiday is, I think if the government gave you Fridays off or Mondays off or, or give you a started today and gave you a three-day weekend, even if they added on another like hour to the workday, I think people would be happy to trade that off. And I think they might even be more productive. A hundred percent. And talking about that, if I'm not mistaken, I can't, don't quote me on it. Places like Italy that are tourism places that work only in the summer, they live a lot longer, a lot healthier Mm. and a lot happier because they only know, they only work a certain period of the year and the other period they're traveling and doing whatever they want to do. I don't mind that. Half a year, can you imagine like a winter you work during the winter and, and you're stuck inside. You work extra hours, whatever. Work work even six yeah. days a week for just the winter yeah. and then the rest of the year you get off. I think we'd be and so productive. Off. Right. And on top of that, they take care of them while they're off too. Mm. So they, they the productivity is twice as much because they know they're well taken care of and well respected. They're treated like human beings. It's crazy because my brother is an iron worker and that's exactly what he does. So he works in the in the oil field. He's an iron worker. Um, he's been working there like eight years. So he's a journeyman. So he he yeah yeah he's up there up there. He works six months, and the other six months he's in Africa. His family lives in Uganda, so he just chills with his family, like enjoys the summer, enjoys his time, and then he comes back in the winter and works through the winter. So I think structure is really needed, and I think even more structure is needed for yourself because nobody will ever care for you as much as you care for yourself yeah if we work nine to five right in a 24 hour period if we work eight hours we sleep for eight the other eight is being wasted and i usually like even when i did coaching consulting everything that's how i broke the 24 hours down the first thing I would throw people off. The first thing I would ask them that they're thinking about, I'll be talking about their mind or coaching or consulting. The first thing I'll say is, hey, you have a piece of paper piece of paper in front of you right now. Break your 24 hours for me. What time do you sleep? What time do you wake up? What time do you work? Right? Yeah. And I show them. I show them that they sleep for eight. They work for eight. There's another whole eight hours left. I give them benefit of the doubt. I, I literally reach the benefit of the doubt saying you drive for one hour right yeah. you shower and chill for an hour there's six hours left another hour is getting ready for bed there's five hours left where's that five hours and people's jaw would drop because if you think of it to that extent and you understand that five hours for seven days is 35 hours even on the weekends can be longer than five hours because you're not working if we understand that and we break it down to that level per week, per month, per year, and we understand how much time we're wasting, we'll understand the difference between us and Jeff Bezos. Yes. Yes. Because somebody of that nature is not wasting time, even though even for himself, like I studied him and he talks about where he doesn't start again, 
health and having a little bit of freedom, he doesn't start work till 10 o'clock. He doesn't do the 5 a.m. He said, I get my full rest. I wake up around six, uh, 7, 8, breakfast with the family, enjoy life. He said, I do my gym, my yoga, everything. And he said, no call happens before 10 o'clock. He said, I don't, and he said, as soon as I clock in at 10 o'clock, I take the worst at the beginning because I'm already, I'm already tapped in. He said, I align myself. I'm ready. I, I meditated everything. So structure is important, but even more important is being honest with yourself. Yes. Be honest with yourself because a lot of, you can lie to a lot of things, but your results won't lie to you. Yeah. Your bank won't lie to you. So we got to, we got to break our 24 hours down and understand that a lot of the times that we're giving to Netflix and we're giving to friends and we're giving to uh, outside parties, which there's nothing wrong with it. You need that. You need that balance in your life, but also you need something to take care of you just in case something of this nature happens. Yeah. It's almost like finding the, the perfect balance. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle and, and maybe go off course is, is trying to do too much of one or the other. Like there's some people that need two out of those five hours to just relax and do nothing, watch TV. There's some people who maybe only need half hour, but need an hour to do something creative or, or to work on something that makes them feel fulfilled. So I think it's like, like you said, being honest with yourself, finding your own balance, finding your own, and it takes years. Like, I feel like, you know, someone like Jeff Bezos has done different routines for his whole life and, like, is still – so it's, like, also being easy on yourself. He didn't just fall on this right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You have to find your – like, with me, for the years that I've studied all these successful people, brands, companies, I take pieces that are amazing from them and just put it into my own. For me, I'm a, I'm a night crawler. I love nighttime, as you know. Like I'm, I'm sending you yeah. paragraphs of stuff <laughs> at 6 a.m. So I'm that type of person. I use the nighttime because nobody can bother me. I like to be alone. I like my own energy. And depending on schedule, I adapt to it. There's times that I work three in the morning that I have to wake up two in the morning. So if I do that, I wake up earlier, four or five hours earlier. I tap into my mind. I do my meditation, everything. And then I start my day off and go yep. into into the situation. The last topic that we wanted to bring up, a cool topic that changes every week, music shows, movies, and during this, we have nothing but time. Yeah. Nothing but time. So a couple of shows that we see and that a lot of people are watching, especially me, um, one is Peaky Blinders and the second one is Ozark. Have you seen Peaky, Peaky Blinders and do you watch Ozark? So, okay, everybody's been telling me to watch it. I think that's got to be next up. My girl watched it. My friends watch it. Uh, it'll be it'll be next up. I, is that that that's gotta be the one? A hundred percent, gotta be the one. What about Ozark? Yes. Oz Ozark, I actually really like. Um, a lot of I I know a lot of people are off it, but it's it's entertaining to me. The one thing I will say is that I kind of like I I get tired of their their characters almost like they annoy me but i like the show <laughs> but yeah. it like it goes back to what we were talking about before with it sh it really shows you how power can corrupt money can corrupt and you can go into things with good intentions but really lose sight of what you got in it for and like especially with them i think without giving anything away um there's certain decisions that become easy to play off as 
like we were talking about with looking at things from a numbers perspective, oh, that doesn't really affect me or I'm not really responsible for that decision and kind of putting off the responsibility of your moral compass. I think you really get to see it through that. Right, no, 100%. Also with the word corruption, it's a lot harder to tame it and keep control of it when you don't have control. Mm. When your company, when your association, when your um, energy aligns with somebody else that has more power than you, that has more cards than you, that has more play than you on the field, then you come to find out where you have to do certain things to stay alive. And like you said, you start putting things on behalf of somebody else's on behalf of it. It's not as bad as it could be, even though to your core values and beliefs, that's pretty horrible. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's definitely, it teaches you a lot of things. There's actually, um, if I don't remember it right now, I'll definitely say it on the next podcast, next episode, there's a YouTube page that breaks down shows and their psychology behind mm. it. I got to check that out. Yeah, no, I'm going to send it to you right after and I'm going to post it on, on, our, on the story and everything. It based on the psychology of a lot of these shows, and that's how I got in touch with Peaky Blinders. Okay, I actually okay. didn't know anything about it, and like I'm always twenty four seven studying um people and why they think a certain way, what makes them make certain moves and everything. And it was talking about um the characteristics and 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 the confidence that um the main character Tommy Shelby has on Peaky Blinders. Is it right? Charisma on so, Command? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I watched that stuff. That guy's I, that guy's dope. Yeah. They they like break down amazing, why certain people's characters work. Amazing. Amazing man. So it tells you how like when he comes into places and like he's put on he's put on the spot and they ask him a question, he goes he takes his time to deliver it how he wants to, not because they yeah, control yeah. that moment. So somebody will ask him a question. And rather than a normal person answering it right away, he'll cross his legs, take a cigarette out, light it, look at him, take his time, and then reply either with a question or even change the topic to let you know that you're not in control. I, uh, yeah, I, I really love that shit with, with like just the psychology behind why certain things it's, work. It's amazing because a lot of times people don't even understand that there's such structure to even a simple conversation that lets the other person know where you stand and where you don't yeah okay that's like, that's net when i watch when i watch that show we'll we'll dive in because i'm no I'm, it's, I'm there. it's it's beyond amazing and it does it with peaky blindness it does it with suits it does it with almost every show and that's what makes me love the show more because when i watch it i love finances i love money i love all that stuff but um, I love all that stuff, but I don't love it as much as psychology. Me too. I, I can't watch a show if there's nothing nothing behind it. Right. Like, like with Ozark, not to spell anything or anything, I mean, we're not going to do any of that, but like how the main character responds. Those are definitely two shows. Uh, is there anything else that we haven't brought up as far as shows that, that you can let the people know maybe to look out for? Um, I think, did you watch Tiger King at all? I seen the after you told me I watched the trailer last night. Not my not my cup of tea, but I actually might watch it because it's so crazy. It's so nuts. And like what you were talking about with like the psychology behind it is like 
it's just insane. Like, if you ever watch it, we'll talk about it more of it. But to anybody else who's, who's watched it, if you're listening, like, it's crazy to see what we were talking about with power. Like, how he might have gone into things with good intention. She might have got into things with good intention. But along the way, they just got lost in the fame, lost in the money. And it shows how two, two separate perspectives on the same thing uh, can be so different. Like, they both think they're in the right. They both think the other person is doing something evil. But at the same time, they're so similar. So, like, that's what's interesting no, it, about it. It was wild. Checking the trailer, like, my, my eyebrows are getting higher and higher every second as, like, the intensity builds. I'm over here thinking, when you sent me that, and I've heard it, I'm over here thinking is is tigers killing someone and then come to find out this is a whole scheme murder like so much things beyond it so crazy i'll definitely tap into that have you tapped into the weekend yes uh so, that so i think it, i don't know i i hate saying i always jump on things too early and say that i like this is the best thing ever but i will say from from my experience with it right now i think it's one of my favorite albums of the year and it's maybe my favorite weekend album like i think the singles were great and they fit well but there's like a seven song stretch where like every single song is good that yeah. i don't know I, what do you think um i've i've listened to it and for me i'm the total opposite of you right okay and this is where you know like you're definitely on a higher scale in music because I'm the, always the type of person that thinks the worst of it just so I can find the best of it. Okay. Okay. So what what was so, the best? What was the worst? Um, The best of it, like I was telling you last night, I don't know if it was the second song or the third song. Let me check it out right now. That I found to be amazing. One of the, I feel like it's, a, it's already a classic in my eyes, but I, more than anything, I stay on it for weeks, even sometimes months saying that it's not the greatest just to come around to it and find that it is and it, and it grows on me. And I've had that so many albums and so many albums, right? Because in the society we live in, it's easy to just jump, jump in the hype. Yes, very Drake easy. drops, weekend drops, and the whole world stops. Everyone's like, yo, it's fire, it's lit. Is it? Or do you want to be a part of the talk? Mm. Um. So, uh, sorry to sidetrack. I had to because this just came up. There's a book called um, Contagious. You might know Jonah Berger. Yes, and, and yeah. He, he talks about amazing. He talks about why certain things catch on fire. Yes. Right? Um, if Beyonce is performing at the Super Bowl, everyone and their mama wants to tweet about it because they want to feel like they know what's going on in the moment. Yep. Even if they don't like it, nobody can say they don't like it because they don't want to be the opposite of the crowd. Yeah. So it's easy to side with society. It's easy to say, yo, this is dope. This is the greatest. Nobody's really giving their full take back until that dies down. I read that so, book in a, in a marketing class, actually, and it, it, it is true, especially with this album, though. I think it's interesting because it's the first one we got to see the whole world pay attention to during this time where their attention was there, the time was there. So it's almost like everyone experienced it together, which is cool. Right. Exactly. And also another one is uh, the, the uh, Uzi. Yeah. Uzi's album that just came out. Same thing, the hype behind it, the numbers behind it, 100%, nothing to take away from it. There has to be a reason as to why that is. 
right? We're not taking anything away. But in the midst of it, I just want to take a little bit of time to actually break it down and let it digest where I'm just not like, it's the greatest album. Yeah. But yeah, there is... So the one I was talking about is Too Late. Yeah. Like, you told me to listen to it and then I I listened to the first one. I listened to the third one, uh, second one and it was hard for me to go to the third one. I repeated the second one twice, Too Late, and I found it to be awesome. But the album is really amazing. Um, definitely the weekend one of the weekend's best work i do agree with you on that then again a lot of his work are fucking amazing yeah he's it's funny because that those are the first two songs are actually my least favorite like alone again and too late the intro and the second one i actually don't like them but we were talking about uh me and my girl were talking about this yesterday where when you listen to the whole thing through and then it comes back around the the first and second song actually sound better towards the end it's just because for me the hardest to love scared to live snow child escape from la heartless faith blind uh blinding lights that like eight song run there is is like snow child is incredible yeah so definitely but but i think um what we were saying the weekend deserves more credit for being consistent over the course of 10 years it's been a long time. A hundred percent. And yo, actually, while we have this moment, let's shout out The weekend, Drake, and a few Tory Lanez, and all of them that are Canadian like us. Yes. So Canadians are winning. We're definitely on the map. And currently, at this time, the way America's looking, uh, Canada's really winning. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will not uh, disagree with you there. Shout out to, shout out to Canada. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely home. With that being said, man, uh, it's almost, it's always amazing talking to you. It's always amazing tapping in with the people and actually uh, providing this content to give back to people. And really, you know, um, just to finish off on a, on a higher thought is imagine we didn't do this. Imagine we didn't get out of our way to really tap into this and give people um, this frequency that they need at this moment. Right because everything is choices and we might question how it works out just because we want it to work out a certain way and anything or, or, or something. And it actually might work out greater than mm-hmm. we ever thought. So even for us, man, I'm, I'm proud of us for tapping into this and really finding the time and everything, because it's not easy to build content. It's not easy. The discipline behind it to find that time to, you know, build that content to build that context and that, uh, value that we're giving to the people is is definitely um, something that is appreciated by the people, of course, from the response, but also appreciated from us because we have the opportunity to give this and we have the platforms to actually give this value back. So, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody. Uh, we got a lot of really good feedback on the last one. So if you're listening, if you, I, I always say, if you're listening this far, if you're this deep. I appreciate you more than anything. Um, and, and always let us know, like, give us feedback as well, what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear, what you like, what you thought sucked. Um, and we'll, we'll try to cater and just keep right. bringing, bringing good energy. Facts. And with that being said, stay home, everybody. Stay home, yes. man. Allow, just keep in tune with yourself. Find the time to actually respect yourself and tap, in, tap into your inner. With that being said, we appreciate you guys. Inspire the great tapping out. Peace. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.